Man, it is a true joy to see so many smiling faces here with us tonight. Uh, my name is Kristen, and I'm on staff here with CCF at Western, and this is my friend Mun Ting. Hey. My name is Mung Ting, and I was here at Western like two years ago, and I transferred to Wakang. And just want, to, want you guys to know, my friend here, they are from Wakang. And not just James, but my friend Jessica, Anna, my girlfriend Sophia, and T, they're all here tonight, and I want you guys to know them. So, yeah. So please say hello to them after the service yeah. tonight. Yeah, thanks. Um, so tonight is going to be a little bit different tonight. Um, we are kicking off the conference, Discover the Nations, tonight. Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah. Um, and it's wonderful because it fits in perfectly with the series we've been going through this quarter. Um, we're talking about relatedness and engaging in relationships, and uh, the relationship we're engaging with tonight is our relationship to the nations. Um, And as college students, you have such a strategic opportunity to meet all kinds of people from so many different countries that you might not have the opportunity to know otherwise. And so we figured how better um, to learn about that than to talk with an international student so I am going to interview Munting, and he is going to share his story with us tonight. Mm-hmm. Does that sound okay? Yeah. Okay, so uh, Munting, you are an international student from Taiwan. Um, share with us a little bit about your country. Yeah, so I'm from Taiwan like two years ago. And so Taiwan is a small island next to China, Japan, Korea, if you guys are more familiar with those countries, and just a really tiny one. But... It's really nice, and I really like there. And if I can say something to describe Taiwan, I'll say it's really easy to get food everywhere. And just so you guys know, we have like 7-Eleven everywhere. And for our 7-Eleven, it's 24-7. So you can basically go anytime, anywhere. And you just and fun fact about 7-Eleven, you can do everything there. Like you can print stuff there. You can pay your bill there. You can get coffee, get ice cream there. You can do everything there. That sounds pretty different from our 7-Elevens yeah. here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's great. That's great. Um, so what was it like growing up in Taiwan for you? Um, so I think we have a picture of me and my family. So that's me. Like last Christmas, I got home. And just so you guys know, that's the ping pong table behind it. And I landed there at like 5 in the morning. And the first thing we went, let's go play ping pong. Can you believe that? I was so sweaty. <laughs> Like, on the shirt, it was like, I was so sweaty, because I, I just landed. And it's for, like, 12 hours of flight, and the first thing we do is just play ping pong. So that was fun. <laughs> and, so growing up in Japan, uh, not, not Japan, what the heck, Japan. Growing up in Taiwan, and so faith-wise, um, my grandparents are Buddhist, and my family, my parents are kind of Buddhist, but not really. They follow the tradition, but not really. They just didn't really do anything with it. So, so we grew up, like me and my older sister and my brother, we grew up just following the tradition, so, but we didn't really do anything with it. We didn't really believe anything, but we just followed what my, my, my grandparents and my parents told us to do. And also share a little, bit, a little bit of my school life. So basically, it's really stressful like, to study in Asia. Like, basically, everything that your parents told you or your elderly like, people told you is like, just to get a good grade, go to class every day, go, get a good grade, like... And pass the class, got a good degree, and make some good money, get married, support your family. Like, everyone knows, like, this thing is, like, everyone knows that's what that's, that it's supposed to do. And 
everyone just so got so stressful at school, and everybody just wanted to get like study well and get good grade and get good money. And, yeah, so it's pretty stressful. So, did you have many friends when you were in school? Yeah, I would say like I have a little friends, but not really, because like everyone was like just getting so competitive in school. Because like if you are not better than anyone else, you cannot get a job, you cannot make good money, and you cannot support your family, and you just screwed basically. That sounds stressful. <laughs> Don't blame me. Yeah, so you you grew up in Taiwan and you finished school there. You finished high school, and then your parents sent you to America for college because they felt like that would create more opportunities for you.、Mm-hmm. Um, so, what was that transition into the United States like for you? Yeah,、um, so yeah, as Kristen say, like my parents think like it's better for me to get out here and get a good more、uh, get a better degree and maybe go back and find a better job. So yeah, that's why they sent me here and. So the first time I was here, I was here at Western, and I was at the IEP program, the intensive English program, just to study English, and maybe hopefully I can transfer to Western and study and get a degree, maybe. So yeah, and so I want to share a little bit of my story when I got here. So when I first got here, I think the first one day or two, I was so excited. I was like, "Oh man, I'm in a different country. I'm just so crazy. I fly for like 12 hours to get here. Oh man, that's so crazy." But like the third day here, I was like. Oh man, so stressful. Oh man, everyone's speaking different language. Oh no, I don't know English very well. I was like, oh man, go to the grocery store. Everyone's talking different language, and the labels, oh, different languages. Like, oh, I think I, I thought I'm, I'm, I'm supposed to know this, but I did. I just didn't. My brain just didn't click, and I was like, oh man, those are real. My life is. Oh man, I was freaking out, and I was like, don't know what to do, and I got so lonely because I don't know how to make friends. I was like, my English was just sucks, and I was like. I don't know what to do. I don't want to talk to anyone. In grocery store, I was like, the only one I talk to is the cashier, and I don't, I don't even know what to talk about. I was like, this, good, and I just basically do whatever people tell me to do. I was like, yeah, and so I was so lonely at the at first month, week. I was just totally. I just come here, go to class, and go to gym, and run on the treadmill for a little bit, just because I don't have to talk to anyone if I'm on the treadmill. <laughs> Where my ear, but no one would talk to me. I don't have to talk to anyone. Perfect. So. That's my life in the like, first week and month. Yeah, yeah. wow.、Um, so you started Western in the IEP program,、um, and you made a friend there.、Yeah. Share with us a little about that. So yeah,、um, so I was at、uh, IEP program, study English, and so my life got changed. Like there was a girl she worked there. Her name's Margaret. I think a lot of people know her. She's, I think she's teaching in Japan right now. But at that time, she was working at IEP program as like a student assistant, student helper or something. She's basically worked there, and she's like the first one that actually talked to me and willing to make friend with me. I don't know if she just like doing her work, doing her job, and or she really want to make friend with me. I can't tell. I have to ask her back then. But yeah, she's like the first one <laughs> that actually talked to me and showed me around the campus and. Just yeah, be friend with me. Yeah. Yeah, and、uh, while you were starting in the IEP program, you also got invited to a, a thing or a place called Trampoline Zone. Yeah. Tell us about that. So I was sure about this story.、Um, so when I was still there, and like that's one day. So basically, my life the first couple of months, I would just go to class and go back to my apartment, Burnwood. And just study there a little bit, and、I、go to the gym, and do nothing, and don't talk to anyone. I call my parents probably like every day, just because I don't have anyone to talk to. So I just have nothing to do. I, the only thing I can do is just go to the gym or study, and I don't like studying, so I go to the gym. And so 
that's one day Margaret comes to talk to me and says, hey, we have this event. We're going to trampoline zone together. Do you want to come? At that time, I don't know if you guys don't know this, but at that time, I didn't know the vocabulary trampoline and zone, these two words. I didn't know what it is. So I was like, uh, yeah, I don't know. And she's like, it's a place you're jumping around. I was like, that didn't sound fun. I was like, I don't know. It didn't sound fun at all. I was like, oh, man, I don't know what it is. But at that time, I was like, okay, man, I have no friend. If I don't go to this, I would just go back to Burning Wood, study a little bit, and go to the gym, don't talk to anyone. It's like, might as well just, like, give it a shot. Like, just try it, no matter what. So, yeah, and then I went, and that's how I met the course and my friends there. Who, who were your first friends that you made at Trampoline Zone? Oh, yeah, so Hugo was there, David, Margaret, and International Court. Hugo. And do you have, like, the picture of me and my court? Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> this was a long time ago, and that was my core back there. And David, Hugo, and Michael, they were my co-fans back then. And those are, like, my first friends I made. And, yeah, I still live with those guys. I live with David and Yusei, so... So, Munting, you made friends at Trampoline Zone, mm-hmm. uh, Hugo and David, who then invited you to CORE. Yeah. Um, so what was that like when you started going to CORE? So I remember, like, at Trampoline Zone, I talked to David and Hugo, and I think after that, Hugo texted me, said, hey, we have this uh, Bible study every week. I don't know if you want to come, and we just talk about Jesus and have fun and eat. And at that time, I was like, I saw this text, I was like, I don't want to go. I was like, nah, nah, not really. Don't feel it. So I tell him, like, hey, I have something to do. I have, like, study to do. But actually, I didn't have anything. Sorry, Hugo. Because <laughs> I was so nervous. Like, no, I, someone asked me to, like, oh, go and hang out. I was like, nah, not really. So, yeah. So I think the first time he ever texted me, I say no. But so after that, I met Margaret again at IEP. And she was like, tell, I, was asked, I asked her, like, hey, so Hugo texts me and say, hey, we have this thing called core and like, hang out. Do you think I should go? And she's like, yeah, I think you totally should go. Like, if you like the time that we went to trampoline zone to hang out, and you should like go. It's core, just like you go there and you have fun. You eat something with them and you talk a little bit about the Bible and you just basically have fun and make friends. So, yeah, so I went to core after that. <laughs> I was like, sure, <laughs> sounds fun. And, yeah. So was it, was it fun? Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. <laughs> good, good. What, what were some of your experiences in core? <laughs> so, yeah, I remember the first core, we were playing apples to apples, and that was so fun. I was, like, laughing so hard. Like, people was like, no, oh, that was so fun. And I think one of the things I want to share is, like, the thing that kind of got me is, like, at that time, we were, like, talking something in the Bible. I don't remember which part we're talking about, but... The thing that I was, like, reading the Bible, that's, like, probably, like, my first time or third time. I, I, the first time or second time, I don't remember. But I just didn't really understand anything. But I was, like, have some thoughts. I have some questions I want to ask. And, but I was, like, I don't have good English. Like, people won't laugh at me. And people won't like me if I ask stupid questions. And it's, like, so I didn't, I didn't really ask them anything. But I was, like, kind of want to ask, but not really. But I think that was Hugo. Hugo, like, asked me, he said, hey, do you have anything you want to share or you have any questions you want to ask? I was like, uh, nah, nah, not really. I was like, but he was like, it's okay if you don't, if you want to ask, if you want to ask in English, that's good. But if you can and you want to ask something in Chinese, like Hugo and David, like, they say, oh, I, we know Mandarin a little bit. If you want to, like, just ask us in Mandarin, you can totally do that. And we understand it. And you can just 
be yourself. Like, just be yourself and ask questions. So that time is like the first time I feel like, oh man, I don't have to be good at English to like be friend to just to make friend in this country and have to like just basically I can be myself and to hang out with people. So that was amazing. It sounds like the awkwardness of trampoline zone was worth it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It is. It is. Okay, so you started going to core and you were studying the Bible with them and you were feeling more comfortable to be yourself and to, to share any questions or thoughts you have. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually, you started coming here to Friday Night Fellowship with your core. Um, what was that like for you? So, yeah, um, so I think, like, every week they'll have, like, announcements, like, oh, Friday night CCF, but I just didn't know what it is. But I think I started to go to CCF because the majority of my friends come to CCF every Friday. So I was like, I want to know them more, and I want to hang out with them more. And they hang out with me, and I should just make my step and out and know what are they doing. Like, I think that makes sense if you're being friends. So that's why I go to CCF with them just to know them more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, While you were at your first uh, couple of Friday nights, was that um, an easy experience for you or was that challenging in some way? That was was hard and that was intimidating for me. Like, I was like, I remember like the first couple cores, first couple CCF here and that was so hard because like I never know when to stand up and when to sit down and somehow people (laughs) just like, everyone would just all sit up. I was like, Okay, and if you're like, okay, okay. And I was like asking questions with my friend, and it's like, so I went praying. He's like, how am I supposed to know? Like, if no one told me that praying. So like, oh man, the first couple CCF was so hard. Like, no one told me what to do. People invite me to CCF. I was like, okay, I come here and make some friends and talk to them, but no one told me what to do. I was like, hopeless and stand up awkwardly, stand, sit down. I was like, oh man, what to do? I don't know what to do. So that was hard. Did you understand the sermons at all when you first started coming? Not really. I, f- I remember, like, I think either the first one or the second one, there was, like, a missionary was sharing their experience. So I didn't understand anything. Yeah. <laughs> not really. And they talked real fast. Yeah. So not, not really. They didn't understand anything. But you kept coming. Yeah. Yeah. For your friends. Yeah. Just because I think they, are, they want to come here. I don't know why. And I want to know that more. So that's why I keep coming. <laughs> yeah. So even amidst all of those difficulties for you um, with coming and not really feeling comfortable or welcomed and feeling really awkward, there was one particular Friday night that stood out to you. Um, Tell us about that. So, yeah, um, I remember I always shared this in my testimony. Like, I remember one sermon I was here, and I think Jeff Momley was preaching, but I didn't understand anything. Um, But I basically, after the sermon, and my friend Ben... He he was like at our core a long time ago. I think he's working right now somewhere. But yeah, and he, he like basically he come and asked me like, hey, do you under, did you understand what's going on in the CCF like this sermon? Did you understand what's going on? I was like, nah. And I was like, at that time I was like thinking about like I didn't understand, but I didn't want to ask because I think people I think he might laugh at me or he might tell other people so they can all laugh at me together. I was like having that thought in my head like people are gonna laugh at me if I say I don't understand. So I was like. Uh, I kind of, like, avoid the questions, but not really. But I was, like, thinking in my head, I was like, okay, those are my co-members. I have known them for, like, a long time, so I, sh- I should just ask them. So, yeah, that's the first time, like, I asked him, like, hey, I didn't understand CCF at all. And people were talking. Jeff Mumley was preaching, and I didn't understand anything. So, yeah, he was talking to me, like, 
sorry, I don't know. I didn't know if I didn't remember if that's Jeff Monley was preaching. Sorry if I remember it wrong. <laughs> it's okay. But it's okay. yeah, I remember that time he was telling me like, okay, so basically the main point was like doing business with God. Like, I always shared this because like he was t- like been telling me like, okay, so basically the main point was just. You do business with God, like, so basically a business, you get something from other person, you pay something back, like equal value. That's what we call, like, trading or business. And basically the main point was just God provide you things. God provide you everything, like friend, like family, like food, like everything that you ever needed, like happiness, everything. And the only thing you can pay him back, like, you, there's nothing you can pay him back. Like, no money, no essay, no final project, no anything else, no... <laughs> Something else, good clothes, no. Like, the only thing you can pay him back is through your love. Like, he was telling me, like, okay, so God provides you everything. And the only thing you can do is just love him back. That's what God wants. And that's what we call doing business with God. So mm. that was, that stood out to me. And that was just, that's crazy. That sounds like a wise friend. Yeah. yeah. So um, after this conversation with your friend, what happened later that night? Yeah, so I remember... Either later that night or the night after, I was, like, lying on my bed at Burnwood, and I was thinking, like, I was, like, doing business and business with God, like, God provided me things and loving back. I didn't, I was, like, I didn't know what was the thing that God provided me, so I was, like, uh, thinking. But somehow something popped in my head was, like, just you guys, like, Hugo and David and Michael, was, like, friends, like, I was, like, so lonely before I was like, so, like, I didn't know what to do. I just can't do anything. Like, I just go to a gym, talk to no one in my life. And it's like, somehow God provided me friends. And maybe that's what God provided me. And if that's why we say it's like doing business with God, God provided me friends. God provided me fellowship. God provided me happiness. The only thing we can do just pay, to pay him back just to do my love. And I have no money. I'm poor college student. I have no English skill to write a paper. But the only thing I can do... Is to love him back. I can do that. That's easy. And I can just, I love him back. And I was thinking, like, if that's what I mean to be a Christian. Like, man, I, and I think I might be a Christian. Like, dang, that's crazy. <laughs> Sorry. So you had this process at night when you went to bed after you yeah. talked to your core member. Um, mm-hmm. Did you tell anybody about that? No. I was like, I was, same thing happened again. I was like thinking in my head, I was like assuming like, okay, so if I tell this person, he will either laugh at me or he will find someone else to laugh at me together. And I was thinking about everyone would laugh at me somehow. And there was like, I was thinking about someone. I was like, if I tell him like, hey, I think I'm Christian. He was like, nah, you're not. Nah, no. And I was like, man, I'm not going to tell anyone. So yeah, I didn't tell anyone for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, when we were talking earlier, Monting, you told me it, you waited until close to the end of the quarter before you said anything. Um, so tell us about when you did finally tell. Yeah. So, yeah, that was, that's been a long time since I, like, that night, lying on my bed, thinking about I might be a Christian and older until, like, something happened. So I was, th- like, thinking, but not really. But I was just, like, make my own decision and didn't tell anyone because I was afraid. And I remember that was one core. I didn't remember... W- Either Hugo or David, they asked me, like, okay, so why do you think you're a Christian? And he, like, asked all the core members and told us to, like, go around, like, in the circle. Like, everyone has to answer. And at that time, I didn't know that was an option called skip. And I was like, oh, no, I have to share something. Like, how am I supposed to do this? So I was, like, so nervous. Like, coming around. I was like, it's going to be me soon. It's like, 
oh my goodness. And I was like thinking a lot in my head. I was like, oh no. I was like, I've been thinking about this. I don't know if I should share. And so as time goes by, everyone's like, share, share. It's like, oh man, it's my turn. And so that time I was like, a lot of things kept going through my head. I was like, I don't know if I should tell them. And I was like, maybe I told them they would laugh at me. But at that time I was like, I think I just gotta tell them. Like I've been friend with them for a long time and they have been like helping me and be hanging out and so that's the time I shared I was like okay that's all I thought I think I can love God back and if that's what I mean to be a Christian I think I am a Christian because I love God back because he provided me everything and instead of I was, I was so crazy like instead of laughing at me like everybody was so excited and I was like I remember Hugo was like what you didn't tell me that hey are you free tomorrow we meet up tomorrow one on one I was like Dang, let's do it. Let's go. And yeah. And then we have our one-on-one together. And he told me like, hey, this is, this, is, this is what it means to be a Christian. Do you still want to be a Christian? I was like, yeah, nothing can change the fact that God saved me before. So I just going to say yes. That's what it is. Yeah. Whew, that's good. Um, so Munting, you've been a Christian for almost two years now. Um, did your life get easier for you after you became a Christian? And I, I think we have a picture too. Yeah, I got baptized almost two years ago. And so I would say not really. Not really like life got easy. Like I still have like after I became a Christian, like I, after I committed myself to Jesus, I nothing really got easy. Like I still have a lot of like doubts and questions. But I'm like, so story like after I, committed myself to Jesus, and I find out I have to transfer to Wacom for some reason for my transcript. Something weird happened. I have to transfer. I was like, oh, man, I just met friends here. I just, I start to know everyone. I was like, CCF, I started there. I start to make friends slowly through from here to there. I started to know people more. So I finally, oh, my goodness, 200 people. I finally get to know more people. And somehow I have to transfer. And that was hard for me. So, like, yeah, I won't say, like, life got easier. But it's definitely something more than just life and easy or hard. So things happen and a lot of questions and doubts. I won't say it got easier, but it got more interesting. In the midst of your doubts and your questions and and your disappointments, like even though you love Wacom now, you weren't initially excited to go there. What what has been helpful to you? So, yeah, um, I was like thinking about this. I was talking to Christian like, one of the things that was like, I was talk, I was thinking like, so after I become a Christian, like I, we just we don't just like click like okay now I'm just as perfect as Jesus. That just doesn't happen that way. And Jesus wants us to change like slowly in process. So like yeah, it's like if I was like thinking about sharing like of like if people are gonna learn how to reach out to international student like don't just stop there. Like if you help people to like committed, help them to commit themselves to Jesus. Don't just stop there. Like for me, for example, like things happen, it's hard. But I'm so glad I still have families here. I still have friends. I still, I still go to court. I still meet up with Hugo and David. I still talk to people. And I start to make friends at Wakang, CCF family. Those just help me so much. Like without them, I, I might just like abandon my face after like three months because it was so hard. But I'm so glad I have those family members. They just help me so much. That's good. Um, so what are you up to now, Monting? So yeah, now I am leading a core, a national core at Wacom right now. That has been so fun. It's been hard and fun at the same time. Like, it's hard to reach out to students. But yeah, the thing 
like always like the thing that got me into this is thinking about like okay God changed me through Margaret through Hugo David and they helped me they reached out to me two years ago when I was here alone all alone by myself and I have nothing to do there might be something someone out there is doing the same thing again and it's easy for us to like Okay, so we have friends in this campus. We just live our life like this. But there might be someone's there all along. I have no one. And can only say this, good, to the cashier in the grocery store. And like what Margaret like, saved me, helped me, and reached out, me, reached out to me. Like, this is just easy. Like, she just basically like, accept, accept me in their friend group, like, invite them to their life. Like, I, think that's, I think that's someone, probably Jeff Jenkins told me, like, doing ministry just, Simply, just so easy. So including someone into your life, that's just what it is. And I feel like the thing that they have, to, that have done to me, like David and Hugo, we can do the same thing if we just simply just invite people into our life, accepting them as our own. Like, this, we, are, we are basically no difference. Like, God created us all. And if that's what it takes, like, God never said being a Christian is hard. It's easy. And he always say, like, it's so hard. And but I'll show you that's good. And it's so hard to even come up here and talk, but he, just, he would just show me that's good. So go for it. Yeah, that's good. Um, Munting, what is one of the biggest differences you see in yourself since becoming yeah. a Christian? So, yeah, um, I'll say, like, so back in, back in the question number two or something, so when I was in Taiwan, everybody knows, like, the procedure of, what people are expecting to you to like oh so you go to class and you get a good grade you got a good degree you find a good job you make good money and you get married and you support your family and you support uh, like your parents everyone knows that and everyone just seems to follow it and that just the our parents told us to so i would say like we basically we just cannot see the future like we just don't know what we just, we already know what's going on and our, basically, our future was limited there. And I think one of the things that changed me the, the, the most, like, the biggest thing, like, like, right now, like, being changed, like, by Jesus, like, just, basically, I can see, not see the future, but just to know, I'm just so excited to see what's going on. And I'm so excited to see what Jesus, who is Jesus going to change today? And do you know how many people have been changed, like, through Jesus every day? And I'm so excited to see like what Margaret has been reached out to me, Hugo David has been reaching out to me. Maybe I can be the one person that reached out to people. Make people like stay uh, like away from the darkness. Like help them get out of the loneliness. Like I'm so excited to see what's going on. Maybe Jesus might work through me one time. And I'm so excited to see what's going on there. And I can't wait. I'm excited. Man, I'm getting emotional up here. Um, that's good, Monting. Um, I just have one more question for you, um, and I'll invite the worship team to come uh, back up and uh, get ready. Uh, but Monting, um, we have all thoroughly enjoyed hearing your story tonight. Thank you so much for sharing your heart and what Jesus has done in you and what he's doing through you. Um, what are just a couple of things you hope we take away from your story tonight? So yeah, um, so picking up my story, like people reached out to me and just simply invite people to a weird event called Trampling Zone. And everyone can do that. Like if you have an event that is happening with your friend group and you saw people like an international student on campus, it's not hard to like invite them. Hey, just ask them. They might say no, but 
they might say yes. And did you, did you know, like, if they say yes two years after, they might sit here and talk? Did you, you never know. And you never know what God's going like, to do. Like, he, just, he might do some crazy thing like this. Like, so I think takeaway for me is, like, just don't just assume anything that never happened. And just, just go for it. Like, Jesus said, like, he already, he already won the, the battle. And the battle is already finished. And we all, the thing we have to do is just step out and do the work for him. And also, like, when you actually invite a national student to CCF, don't just abandon them there. And just help. Just hopefully they will just understand everything. And, be like, yeah. This just doesn't happen that way. And the thing, the thing that Ben does, like, he just simply asked me, hey, did you understand what the sermon was about? And that's just what it is. And also, like, even if they are good enough in, like, English-wise, language-wise, maybe they just, they are good enough to know, like, okay, what's going on? They might not have the same understanding as what Christian thinks. And you maybe just explain it to them, what does that mean to them, to do you? And you just tell them, ask them, and ask them questions. And... I think that means a lot. Maybe they will say no at first time, but if you keep going, and people just will understand what's going on. And I think I have a couple things I wanted to share. Yeah, and I was sit, I was down there when Washington was playing, and I think Jesus wanted me to share something to you guys. Like, um, so back in back to the uh sermon of doing business with God and I was thinking about it. I was so nervous down there. I was like, oh man, I was dying. And I was thinking about sharing this. I don't know if we have enough time. I was just gonna share it anyways. <laughs> so I was thinking about it and I want to share this. So for those who here haven't committed yourself to Jesus and I was just want to share something about it. Like so people always talk, like I was always thinking about like doing business with God. Like God provided you things and you pay him back with your love. And that makes sense for people that experience what God has for them but it also goes to another way like you can also like buy things from other people so maybe you just never know like maybe you haven't committed yourself to Jesus yet but think about this way like doing business can be another way like maybe you pay him with your love and you can see what are you gonna get you know what I mean do you, you know what I'm saying like business doesn't just go one way and I think that's what Jesus was telling me like hey this is also like maybe you haven't experienced what God has for you. Maybe you just didn't know what God like provided you. And if you want to know what's going on, you can try to pay him back with your love. Maybe he will show you like, oh, you just didn't know that. Oh man, those are oh I give it to you those things. You just never know that. So yeah, I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah. That's good. Thank you, Montin. Thank you.